0: This is the Messy Progress Podcast, and I'm your host, Adrian Smith. I've taken a couple weeks off of podcasting um, pretty much just due to a lack of planning and other things in life coming up. I've reopened my yoga studio, and my life and vitality feels like it's coming back, and I feel so hopeful for the possibility of what's happening in our world right now for the first time in – months and even the last year. Uh, I can feel it for myself and I can feel it for so many people and I'm really excited. And so I've been putting my attention there and not on podcasting. I've had a chance though in the interim to interview a few really amazing women and this one in particular I'm really excited to share. So today's episode is with one of my friends. She's a functional nutritionist. Her name is Chris Latham and her company that she started is called Heal Well Nutrition. And she'll, she'll share her story at the beginning of our, of our interview. And um, just there's so much that she shares that's relatable to what I've heard from so many men and women that have come into my life as friends and also as clients, uh, yoga students and athletes. And so it's really fun to share Chris's story because it's completely relatable and her process towards healing is a messy process, just like a lot of ours. And she wanted to avoid spending, you know, tons of money and relying on the pharmaceutical industry. And so she got really curious about her own health and learned in studies and ended up with a master's degree in clinical nutrition. And. She shares all this stuff, and I mean, what's amazing about our conversation is that you can you can feel Chris's passion through the audio. I could have talked to her for hours on this topic, and as a result, we are going to be leading, or she rather is leading, a detox program through My Yoga Studio, Power of Your Home, and that's going to begin April 7th. It's a Wednesday, and what that's going to look like is four weeks of presentations about the topic that's getting discussed in this podcast and related to detox and why detox, especially right now, is so important. Being aligned in our digestive health is paramount to the success of us all getting through infectious diseases and taking control and ownership of our Health and living our best life, feeling great no matter what we're doing. Whether you're racing as a competitive athlete or you're handling a household full of kids, you know your stress. And we'll we'll get into it in the in the podcast. But I just got so lit up by our conversation that I wanted to share this on in a bigger way and put it into action. So um, all those details are going to be available on our website at powerofyourown.com, and you can take a look at that under programs and workshops. So here we go, our conversation about digestive health. Well, thanks for being here, Chris. I'm glad to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, So I want to get like just right into things. I know you from like, since I think like the week I moved to Santa Barbara, I can remember, um, yeah, maybe not like right into nutrition. Cause I just, one thing I just want to say is, you know, having met you a long time ago when I first moved here yeah, and you were the president of the or president, vice president, something like that of the tri club at the time, right? right? Co-president. Yeah. 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 And I just remember the thing that I remember of you. That's always, you know, like that memory that you're like, you're like, what, yeah. is, uh, <laughs> is that you were just super welcoming. And you asked a lot of questions and you, um, yeah, like you, you have like a kindness in you that, um, that's like what I remember.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I do ask a lot of questions, (laughs) almost too many, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember you guys coming and hanging out with a couple of people where we got to know each other a little bit more a picnic or something like that.
0: Yeah. We've done a lot of things. Barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. We did like a wine thing once at your house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I want to do that again. Yeah, that was fun.
0: That was really fun. (laughs) So to get into nutrition, like I want to just, I knew you when you were still working a corporate job. And then I don't even know if you were doing nutrition at that point in time. Can you walk through just like, how did you get start? What was the like spark for you that was like, I want to start to dive deeper into nutrition?
1: Well, um, so I always wanted to be a doctor when I grew up. So that didn't pan out. I just went to business school instead. Uh, So I started working for a software company, a couple of them in town, because I thought, oh, well, I have a business degree. You can work anywhere. And software companies is cool and I'll get to learn stuff and they pay well and I just wasn't happy. And at the time I was training, um, I went to Kona to train, to do HONU. So I went there for three months cause I worked for a software company that had remote working. And so I pitched it to them that they could use me as a, uh, as an example of people using the software to work remotely and work from anywhere. So I took pictures when I was over there, send it to them. And they, they, you know, made little copies of it and advertised that. And, um, and while I was there, it just seemed like something was off in my body. So I came back, saw a doctor, actually I'm still friends with here in town. Um, and she said, Oh, well, your your hormones are off because you're training so much. So I started to try bioidentical hormones, hormone replacement therapy, HRT is what it's called. Um, and I don't know, it just didn't, I just didn't like it. It, it it's hard to get it right because your hormones fluctuate during the day, especially women. We have like tons of different hormones compared to men. And so it just wasn't working right. And I thought, well, I want to dive deeper into this. So I, I went, somebody convinced me to why don't you look at nutrition because you always want to be a doctor. And I didn't want to go back to school and spend all that time in school because I was already older. And so I looked into nutrition, went and got my master's in clinical nutrition and um, became a CNS, which is a certified nutrition specialist, which means basically you have to have a master's in clinical nutrition. And then you have to pass this exam and do a thousand didactic hours under somebody to get hours divvied up so that it, it, you can pass the exam. That's one of the requirements. Um, and so I did that. They recognize the CNS in some states, but not in um, California. So anybody can call themselves a nutritionist in California but you can't call yourself a dietitian because it's regulated. So they're just trying to pass that um, in California and other states. So New York, you have to be a nutritionist to call yourself a nutritionist. So there's people
0: walking around California, our town, like that are just saying I'm a nutritionist and they're not. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, there's tons of, um, nutrition programs online. Like you could do like three weeks here or a month here or, or functional medicine, um, certification. So anything like that. Um, but if you have the background and the degree, and even if you, you might be, maybe some people are good and they just don't have, cause they've been doing it for so long. Um, it's just keeping up on the, on the new stuff that comes out and the data and all that. Um, yeah. So I decided to actually this, this uh, winter, I'm going to go back and get my doctorate in clinical nutrition. So then I'll be a doctor. <laughs>
0: so you didn't want to be a doctor or you wanted to be a doctor. And now exactly <laughs> so funny.
1: Exactly. Yep. Yep. That was my goal. So
0: was it the school that was in the way at first like you i want to be a doctor i didn't want to go back to school but then you ended up going back to school was tell
1: it me about school? that yeah yeah well it wasn't a, a four years of medical school and then a four years of red, residency and then it'd be like 12 something years out of my life or 10 or 12 because then you've got to practice under it's it was just so much at the time i couldn't even fathom it and so nutrition um i had to take the prerequisites, and it's. Um, you have to have like biochemistry and i really like the curriculum cuz a lot of it's biochemistry and so a lot of it has to do with the periodic table of elements and biology and biochemistry is really where it's where everything is um where you had to really learn everything and so new so the masters degree is only 2 years
0: so i thought okay i'll go get i'll go get that and then you did that like while you were at work at the yes. other company okay yes mm-hmm. yeah while you were also training for Ironmans and everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. Yes. I was really motivated. Plus <laughs> <laughs> you can take what you're learning, you know, into doing what you were doing into the athletic department. So,
0: yeah. So is that where, when you first got started, was it a passion for, you, you mentioned like the hormone part, like your hormones were off. Yeah. Did you stay like continuing on to that kind of path or did it start to just expand?
1: So it started to expand. Good question. Um, and then, yeah, so then I decided, well, I'll, I'm just interested in gut health and I know you, I would love to specialize in something and learn a lot about it. And so I just chose gut health. It was new and up and coming at the time. And not many people knew a lot about, a lot about it. And so I just chose that. And there's a lot of people that have gut issues and it's just really fascinating. Like the whole, everything that's involved, the body's so complex So that's why, yeah, I chose gut health, but gut health impacts hormones and hormones are the last to balance out in the body. Once you fix everything else, then the hormones should balance out. Ah. Um, So, yeah, so everything's connected.
0: Yeah, I was, um, I happened to listen to just like a couple minutes of the talk that you did with the Tri Club and the... I'll just, just share candidly is afterwards, Jason, my husband was the one that was like leading the Q and a, and he's like, I hate that. So many of the answers were, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I
1: know, I know that's like, yeah, it, and it does, it depends on the person. Cause it's so personalized now it's called, you know, you've heard of functional medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so functional medicine is it? It's all personalized. It's precision nutrition. It's precision medicine, where it's based on the individual and their genes. And you know, back in the '80s, it was like, oh, everybody do this, but not everybody's sleeping the same. Maybe somebody hates their hates their uh, marriage, or somebody hates their job, and you know, they're not or they're not taking in the right nutrients or you know they're they're not sleeping well so it just it's so dependent on it. so if i get two people that have gut health issues and they're diagnosed with the same thing i'll treat them differently completely different because so take for instance sibo which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth when the large intestine basically there's a lot more bacteria in the small intestine and there shouldn't be a lot of bacteria in there there's more bacteria in the large intestine so you get an imbalance And so if I have two people that come to me for SIBO, if they're, if they're eating, one can eat garlic and one can eat onions and they both shouldn't be eating that, but one can eat garlic and one can eat onions. And both of them are okay with that. But if you're gonna diagnose everybody with SIBO and say, but you cannot eat garlic and onion, everybody, then that's not right because some of them can because they
0: have different gut bacteria. So how do you know that? How do you know that they can eat garlic or onions? So I just asked them,
1: (laughs) yeah, can you, how do you do with uh, this type of food? Do you have broccoli? So um, a lot of that, so with SIBO, you want them to stay away from FODMAP foods. What's that? Um, FODMAP foods are, it's an acronym for um, fermentable, oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols. That's what it stands for. And it's all carbohydrates. So those FODMAPs are found in garlic, onion, broccoli, cruciferous vegetables, uh, certain types of wheat, sugar, lactose has it. So some people have more SIBO and more overgrowth than another person does. And they might not be able to tolerate anything. Or maybe they also have yeast overgrowth or candida. And that's in that's help that's affecting the mix too, or affecting the dysbiosis. And maybe they have a parasite or you know, there's so many other things that could be affecting it, but that's why everybody's so different because they have something different going on.
0: So do you test when you someone comes to you to find out all those things, do they get tested for certain stuff?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I recommend it. Um, some people don't, I could just tell if you bloat after eating certain foods, you probably have SIBO if you bloat right after, um, you just feel like you're pregnant. Or something, then you most likely have SIBO. And the minute they stop eating those foods, they feel better, the FODMAPs. So it doesn't take long. And then you just use antimicrobials to clean things up in there and then repair the gut. Okay. What's an example
0: of antimicrobials?
1: So antimicrobials are basically um, things that kill microbes and microbes could be uh, bacteria, parasites, fungus, or um, mold, things like that. Um, so antimicrobials are like, like garlic. I spoke about that in the presentation, garlic, I would give to somebody that has an overgrowth or has, um, bacteria or something, or it's an antiviral antibacterial. So it kills all that stuff. That's why they cook it with meat a lot. Cause meat comes with parasites and bacteria. And so garlic gets cooked with it and kills the bacteria and parasites in the meat.
0: Okay. So you you're healing, so that, so you're healing it with antimicrobials and what you're using as food. So I'm
1: making the terrain like it should be with the antimicrobials because there might be like, say for instance, they have, uh, what's a good example? So they have an overgrowth of a specific type of bacteria in there that's causing, that's eating everything up and then it ferments and then it produces gas and then they bloat and they get burping and then they constipation and diarrhea. And so that one particular microbe can be killed maybe by garlic. So I give them garlic and then they stop they stop eating those foods and they clear that, that, that group out and they bring it back down to normal levels. So everything's in balance. The gut likes homeostasis. It likes everything. and It likes everybody to work together. It doesn't like somebody to take over and start, you know, going to other houses and knocking in and starting fires and things like that. Everybody should be working together. Otherwise one, one group takes over and then they go and you know, take over everything.
0: It's just like a city. (laughs) It's just like, I'm laughing inside because I'm like, isn't, that's kind of what's happening. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I guess what, what the part of it was, um, healing it with the garlic in that case, instead of the maybe fast cure we'll call it, or of like antibiotics or something like that. Yeah.
1: So antibiotics kill everything. Um, the garlic won't, it'll specifically target certain, certain things in there and antibiotics will kill everything and then yeast will overgrow. So typically when you have, I, I get a lot of people with um, antibiotic use and they have the dysbiosis and then they have SIBO. SIBO is, uh, you can get it from antibiotic use, but then it's also, you also have, an, you also have fungal overgrowth. And so because the, the antibiotics will kill the bacteria, but it won't kill the fungus. And so the fungus overgrows. So like I said, viruses and bacteria and fungi are all in us and we all it all works together. And if our immune system is down or something happens, um, like somebody's stressed out, then they'll come in and take control. But we all have it and they all work together. And candida is actually helpful to remove heavy metals from the body. So we do need some of everything. We just don't want an overabundance of it.
0: So if someone was to come to work with you, then how it sounds like this is a process of constant checking and constant... uh, Reevaluation: how you're feeling, how long does someone, if someone comes to work with you, they say like, Chris, I've got, I feel horrible. I'm, I have gas all the time. It's just, or I'm pooping uh-huh. so many times a day. I'm sure yeah. that's something that you've heard. <laughs> and what's that process like then? Like what walk me through that, like intake to, you know, how long you're working with that person.
1: So they would, so I offer like a 20 minute consultation phone call to make sure it's a good fit. To make sure i can help them with what they want and if it is then they sign up on my website and then they get a series of emails those emails include uh like a consent form all legality like there's three different types of consent forms Um, and then there's an intake form and so the intake form has a lot of questions on it it it's, it's a little bit lengthy. I think people can go through it pretty quick, like within 30 minutes, but it gives me a basic overview of what medications they take, what supplements, what started it. Cause I like to get to the root cause and not just put a band aid over it. And so, um, and also once they give that to me beforehand, then we don't need to spend a lot of time during the initial consult to go through it. So once they, and then they also would do a three-day food diary so I can see what they're eating because a lot of people think they're eating healthy, but they're not eating healthy. Or they think that they're eating healthy, f- what foods that they should be having, like broccoli and garlic and onion, but yet they have SIBO. So then they're not eating food. They are eating healthy food, what people deem as healthy, but it's not healthy for them Yeah, right now. And so then um, we would meet for 90 minutes and go over a plan. They'd leave that meeting with a plan. I'd d- take a deep dive into actually what caused it. Maybe it was stress. Um, so for instance, I had... I think I told you this, I had mold. I lived in a moldy house and then my dad passed and I was so stressed out for two years dealing with his estate and trying to start my business and trying to, um, we were moving at the time and all these other things that I got. So I got so run down and sick from, and then I realized it was the mold. And then I had fungal overgrowth from the mold. And then stress really took me down. So I was good. I was better, but then my dad passed and then um, for two years. And so I was, it took me a, a while to build myself up to come back from that. So stress has a huge part, a huge part in, um, in letting viruses and parasites and bacteria take over.
0: Yeah. It's people don't realize that <sighs> the impact of stress and, no. and when you said before, you're like the gut requires or wants homeostasis and then everything from there, then everything else can start to get, sort of repaired. Exactly. Yes. And is like stress, um, like the gut is impacted by stress a lot. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. That's why when people get butterflies, when they're about to go on stage, like literally in their stomach, they feel like nauseous or something. That's the gut. That's like the vagus nerve, the, um, the brain talking to the gut. So there is literally a vagus nerve. So when people have motility issues, like for instance, since we were talking about SIBO, um, that's just SIBO causes inflammation in the small intestine because it's small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, too much bacteria. And so the motility isn't working. So every two to three hours, there's like this housekeeping wave that goes through the intestines to clean all the debris out. So you want to let your body rest and not eat all the time because then that housekeeping wave won't move if you're eating. It needs to be you need to be fasting for it to move um, and clean things out. And so the housekeeping wave will go through and clean things out. And I forgot where I was going with this. Um, oh, just the
0: stress that of the- oh, the stress, uh, right. Yeah.
1: Yes, and so um, stress, stress affects that. So stress, if you're, think about it um, from an evolutionary standpoint, you're running from that lion. And if you're running from that lion and the body doesn't know if you're running from that lion or if you're sitting in traffic or if you can't stand your spouse or if you hate your job, um, then the body's going to shut down all digestion and you won't have a baby either because the, all the body cares about, and this has been drilled into my head is survival. That's all it cares about. That's why you can live without arms and legs and every, because it's all
0: about survival. Yes. Survival. Um, (laughs) and so if you're being, so you're saying like, if you're being all these things, like your body, it feels like, from a evolutionary standpoint that you're being chased by a bear, but in in fact, your body's having a response as if you were being chased by a bear when in actuality, you're just have a really messy house that you can't stand, or you're going through a pandemic and you lost your job or your, um, your business has been closed for a year or, um, you have a kid that's, hard to, I don't know, they have ADHD and you like, can't figure out like what's going on with them. And all those things are as though you're experiencing a stress response, like continuously.
1: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And that impacts that's, it impacts the gut too, because then it shuts down everything. And that's why people typically when they're, when they're stressed out and they're working a lot, they have high blood pressure because you're running from that lion or bear and the body says, Oh, we got to move blood and oxygen to the, to the extremity. So we can run and flee from that lion. So that's why they, it, your eyes dilate, your blood pressure increases, you get a rush of glucose into your system. So people with, um, have insulin resistance, typically if they're, you see them, that's why cardiovascular syndrome, um, you see like high blood pressure and obesity and all of that stuff. Cause it's all tied into the stress response, really. They're just wow. in a high, high power job. And the body doesn't know. It just says, oh, they're
0: stressed out. So we got to do all this. Yeah. So let's say someone comes to you and they have all the, one of these main things that I've said, like they're stressed of some kind. And when you said before, you're like, we figure out if I'm a good fit. Uh-huh. What is it? I want to just circle back to that. Is like, what does it sound like? Or not, what does it sound like? What's the question? It's like, What's an example of someone that's not a good fit? What does that conversation look like or sound like?
1: So if somebody's not a good fit, it, it means basically that a lot of the times they're just not ready. So they think they should do it. And I don't want to waste my time and I don't want to waste their time and have them spend all this money if it's not going to work for them. And I could tell when somebody's really motivated and just had it up to here. Um, and sometimes, so... That would be probably a, a not a good fit. Or they're looking for something that's not my expertise. Maybe I could tell just by, from talking to them that they have Lyme disease or mold issue. And I don't, I don't, that's not my area of expertise. So then I said, well, I can help you with this portion. But if you don't fix this first, then this won't, we can't fix this second. You have to fix that other thing first.
0: Okay. Um, so that would be another if it's not my area of expertise. Yeah. So it sounds like someone, um, like, we need a lot of people on our teams. Like, yeah. you need, if you have different issues, like, that's why, like, people might go see you and they also exercise, like, run, and then they also might do yoga, and then they have an acupuncturist, and they have, like, just different people that can help with their, I don't know, their, ha- their house of their body. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: yes, there should be a team. Exactly. Yes, I agree. And I, it's, God, it takes so much to be healthy, especially in today's day and age, because everybody's in a rush, rush, rush. And also one other thing to point out, if it's better to sit down and eat your food, otherwise you're not going to digest it if you're in a rush because you're running from that bear or lion. Mm. So it's just going to sit there. And so I know there's a lot of athletes that they get like tummy issues during a race because they just can't take in whatever they're taking in at that because they just can't because their digestion is off because they're in a race and they're running from that, running from that lion. So they're not going to digest food or maybe they don't they just can't take it in. They just don't have the digestive enzymes or their guts off or they're not eating. There's so many different factors into that, that playing. And so that.
0: what, at what point, like, let's say an athlete, I know that you guys talked about a little bit of this, but say like you're training for a race and you know, you're, right now it's kind of weird. Cause you know, people are hoping that a race races will happen. Right. Yeah. But you're training for a race now almost seems like the perfect time to evaluate some of these things in like a training protocol. Like you try to eat or drink whatever calories, food, and you see how you respond. And if things aren't going well, this would be a good time to check it, check with someone like you so that when you come, when it comes to race day, you actually have things sorted out and you don't end up having food be the thing that's your issue of why you don't get to the finish line, let alone the start line, but the finish line.
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah. Food is a huge portion of it. And also the the electrolytes are huge. And I think a lot of people don't pay as much attention to the electrolytes and the need of sodium and all the other things. Um, Magnesium is huge. I think everybody's low in magnesium just because it comes from the soil and everybody's stressed out. And the more stressed out you are, the more magnesium you need to relax yourself. It's like a natural relaxant. And so what calcium, foods are high
0: in magnesium?
1: Uh, green leafy fruits and vegetables, and nuts and legumes, and all the vegetarian stuff. So if you're not eating that, or you're not eating enough of it to supply, your output. So you're, you're exercising so much and your legs start to shake at night, or they start to kick and you get like restless leg syndrome. Typically that's due to low magnesium. You should try magnesium first. And there's so many different types of magnesium. So magnesium, this is probably a little bit, a little bit too much, but it's bio it's chemistry, but magnesium is really unstable and it needs to be connected to something. That's why you never see magnesium by itself. So um, there's different types of magnesium: magnesium citrate, magnesium glycinate, magnesium three and eight, magnesium three. There's just so many, and so knowing what your body needs or what you're experiencing can can tell me which magnesium you need. So if you're if you're stressed out, if depression runs in your family, magnesium three and eight would be great because it's the only type of magnesium that crosses the blood brain barrier and gets into your brain. Um, If you're having trouble chilling at night and or you can't uh, go to sleep then magnesium glycinate might be good for you because glycine is a really calming neurotransmitter. And well, it's like having a nice red glass of wine and it just calms you down. That's magnesium glycinate. And then magnesium citrate, I use for people that have constipation because it acts like an osmotic laxative. So it's just a laxative. It just helps you, it draws water into the colon to produce a bowel movement. So what you're saying
0: also is that people shouldn't just go to the vitamin aisle at Costco and just say like, I need magnesium. I'm going to pick this one.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yes, I know somebody. I had a client, um, and they were using magnesium oxide, and I was like, "Well, that must be it, because they're because they're constipated. Because why else would you use? it? Because that's what they use. That's a cheap oxide. Is cheap, and it's not going to be absorbed. You're not going to get the benefits from it."
0: So, so fascinating.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's a major electrolyte, or it is. It is a huge electrolyte, but it's something that people don't know, especially the athletes or people under lots of stress are not getting enough magnesium, and you can test that you can do like a organic acids test where you test, actually it's not an organic acid test. It's a red, red blood cell magnesium because a lot of the magnesium, the body's smart and it will keep magnesium um, in the, it will, you can't test it because it regulates it. So you want to test where the magnesium is and that would be in the red blood cell. So you want to do magnesium red blood cell. But if they just test magnesium, like they're doing in the serum, which is not in the red blood cell, then it will tell you everything's always okay unless you're really low because that's the, that's not the backup magnesium. That's not being, that's not where magnesium is being used. It keeps pushing magnesium out into the body. And so once you're really low in the serum, then that means you're really low. Your body needs it. Okay. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And so back to the question I asked you before about like testing is like, some of these things is, do you, so someone starts working with you, And you had said, you know, you'd ask them some questions about things that they eat and you can tell right away what some of the issues that they might be having. Uh And then what about doing these other tests? Like, do you, do you have like a kind of, uh, certain ones that like, does everybody take them? Does, or is it kind of hit or miss depending on? So it
1: depends on the person. Um, I'm working with somebody with Parkinson's right now, a couple Um, and I suggest for them to get an organic acid test, and what that means, it's just like a CBC or CMP, which you would normally do with your doctor, a complete blood count or cardiometabolic profile, um, or complete metabolic profile, sorry. Um, but it's, it's the other end. So what an organic acids test does is it tests for organic acids, meaning it tests for the end. There's there's specific pathways in the body, um, say for instance, B12. If you go in and you say, I want to test my B12 and your doctor tests your B12, it's he's testing the serum. It's not what's, you can't tell if you're low or not, if it's really in the serum, unless it's really low, like I said, but then again, that's in the serum and not in the cell. So organic acids test for something called MMA, which is methylmalonic acid. And that can tell you if you need B12, because it's a backup. So there's there's a pathway that B12 uses And if methylmalonic acid is high, that means it's backed up, and you you need B12. It's like it's it's high, so you need B12. Okay. So if it's high, it's backed up, and you need it. Um. So that would be an organic acids test, and it tests for all sorts of things. It tests for amino acids, which a lot of people are low in, especially if you can't sleep at night. Amino acids are meant are used for um neurotransmitters, and their amino acids are huge. They're just A lot of people, especially if you have gut issues or you're not eating right, or you're on PPIs or stomach acid suppressors, and you're not getting enough amino acids, you're not getting enough protein because you have to have stomach acid to break down protein. Well, so so I'm
0: hearing all these things. It's like what I think you said it at the beginning of like, it's like a, to take care of yourself nutritionally, it's, it can be a full-time job. (laughs) Yes. Like it's, I'm, I'm doing some things for myself right now. And I like, will remember it. I'm not. I'm not used to taking a probiotic when I'm eating. And so I'll have eaten my food. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh shoot, I forgot to take that. And I'll notice just like, even when it comes to, um, like compare it to like exercise or getting on a new plan of some sort, it's mm-hmm. like, there's a learning curve and a, like a new way of doing things that people aren't used to doing. And so it's tell me if I'm wrong here. It's like a lot of people will just go and go to the doctor I have this issue and then they get some sort of antibiotic or pill or, um, you know, I I can't, something, what you said about the, I don't know what letters it were, but for like stomach acids, it's like, you're taking something. Yeah. 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 And then all of a sudden you're actually just putting a band aid, like you said, on it and not looking at the root cause because looking at the root cause, like really takes some, some lifting, some willingness, some, um, kind of, I don't want to say rock bottom moments, but it's like, I don't want this to be the thing anymore. And I don't want to just put a band aid on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it it normally takes longer than you want it to, or you think it would. Mm. So I have like a three month plan and a six month plan. And to be honest, a lot of people will be, should go on the six month plan or it, sometimes it takes a year, just depending on how bad it is and how long it's been going on or how, how much you actually follow the diet. And also it's not just diet, it's lifestyle. So like we said, like the sleep and the stress, all of that plays an impact in it too. Are you meditating? Are you doing things like yoga to calm yourself down? So all of that plays, plays a huge role.
0: Cause if you just like change your diet and you put in all these things, like the vitamins you're supposed to take and the minerals you're supposed to take, and you're eating the right food, but you're still stressed out like bonkers. Like what's going to be the impact of the food?
1: It won't. It, yeah. It won't help as much. Cause your, your, your gut will still be torn apart. Stress impacts the gut because it decreases the immune system because you're running from that lion. And so it's like, everything is on alert. And so the immune system gets out of balance when you're stressed out and 80% of your immune system is in your gut. And so um, there's something called secretary IGA, that protects your gut mucosal layer. It's like an immune system um, protector. And so that will go low, that will decrease when you have stress. And so it's not protecting you as much. So that's that. What, that's what allows things to come in and take hold like bacteria. Like if you have Epstein-Barr, sometimes people have a flare and sometimes people don't. And normally, especially with this virus too, if you're, if you have all those issues going on, like it's targeting, um, men and older men who have cardiometabolic syndrome. Um, so you have all these things going on with the cardiometabolic syndrome and your immune system and everything is just like on high alert and it's just going, 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 and it can't attack the virus. So the virus sneaks in and then it takes over and then you get sick. So, so so like
0: that, that, are you talking virus, like COVID virus?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, um, it's interesting because it's, you know, what, if we fix one thing, but we don't fix like all the things, it's like, there's, I don't know. It's like, you might as well just keep keep eating like shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I get people coming to me and um, God, I've been so healthy for so long. And all of a sudden I don't understand why the, well, it's because there's like this cup or this glass of water. And you're finally like filling all the water to the top and finally it's overflowing. And now you're feeling symptoms, but you, you know, something was going to give because you kept filling it and filling it and filling it. Mm -hmm.
0: So So what's one thing, like, let's say someone comes to you they're like, they're not a, they're not a, (laughs) they're not a good fit because they're like, I'm not going to do the work. I'm not going to sign up for this whole thing. I'm not going to quit drinking. I'm not going to quit drinking coffee, all the things that, you know, everyone (laughs) I was like really? Do I have to give that up? Was that part of the nutrition yeah. plan? So like, if is there is there besides like obviously like we can't just fix one thing and everything gets fixed. But is there like a couple things that you would say to someone? Obviously they're not paying you anymore, but it's like do these do these five things and then just start there, reevaluate, come back in a couple months when you like might be willing.
1: What are yeah? So I. So I'd say the one thing is that I don't see a lot of people doing is not eating a diverse menu, especially of fruits and vegetables. So three, I like to say three quarters of your plate should be vegetables and then a quarter protein, because you, this all depends on if what your activity level is. And if you are, like I said, it depends on if you're, um, fighting cancer or something like that. So you need more nutrients of specific things when you have a specific disease, but in general, you should be having a diverse plate of fruits and vegetables because vegetables, especially vegetables just contain so many things like polyphenols and, um, anthocyanins. And there's just all these different, like pomegranates are great for, for, um, helping this one gut bug protect your, your, uh, layer or your intestines from, from having leaky gut. So pomegranates are great for that because it loves, there's one gut bug that I spoke about this in triculum, called acromantia, and it protects, it provides a mucus layer along the intestines. And that mucus layer is where the probiotics and everything lives your immune system. And when that, when you don't have that mucus layer, then things can like get into the spaces and take hold. And so you want to feed these good gut bugs and pomegranates is one thing that feeds this particular gut bug. And pomegranates are also great because it also brings down inflammation because of all these different polyphenols that are in it. So vegetables, so just an array of vegetables. I see people the sickest when they, the more you, the less food you are eating because you feel bad, the less, the more you're going to be sick because you're not, you're just feeding that one particular bacteria and you're not getting in all the nutrients from the other foods to
0: be able to, to support the other systems of the body. So like a a diverse, like obviously the, what you said, the vegetables, like a whole wide array of vegetables and fruits. Are you seeing people that just have like, okay, the same thing for breakfast, the same thing for lunch, the same thing for dinner? Yes.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I have actually, uh, there was this one client who would eat smoothies all day. So it's like, uh, like 40 to 50 year old female. And she always had stomach issues. And I was like, huh. And I started asking her more and more. And then it turns out she was just having, so she had leaky gut. So when you have leaky gut and you have food sensitivities, which you don't know if you have food sensitivities because they play out in brain fog and aching joints and all this other stuff. But so she had all this. And so um, this is where the good intake part comes in and setting up and um, getting all that background to be able to see what's wrong with the person. So she was having all this, all this smoothie, like every day with the same stuff in it. I'm like just switch it up don't have the smoothie and by the way when you have your smoothie you shouldn't be putting like a whole avocado in it and a pint of strawberries and a whole you know head of kale because you wouldn't sit down and one eating and eat that one That's sitting good to know.
0: That. yeah because i will think about it as from my standpoint of like i don't feel like eating a whole salad and chewing i'm just gonna yeah. drink it yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> and a whole bag of kale <laughs>
1: Yeah, and yeah. Better to and buy it from
0: the farmers market, obviously. But yeah, <laughs>
1: Good. and if you if you have leaky gut, then that means that. So leaky gut is like think of it like a fence, and that fence breaks apart, and then things get in, like bacteria and viruses, into the body. That and then the immune system says, "Oh, that shouldn't be here," and neither should that piece of strawberry. And we don't know what that is, so let's go attack it, and then it produces antibodies mm-hmm. against that. And so. And that's when you start to have this inflammation because food leaks out from the gut and it shouldn't be in the rest of the body in circulation. And so in a nutshell, and so this one um, woman, she just stopped doing s- smoothies, or I said, have, have what you would normally have at one sitting like five strawberries and maybe, you know, a quarter of that head of lettuce or and a half an avocado or a quarter of an avocado, and then fill it up with, with uh, the rest with liquid. And so, and I said, don't have it every day because if you have leaky gut, that's just going to create more of that. The body can't, it overloads the body and it can't take in all of that food at once. And so it creates more inflammation. Mm-hmm. So you should only be eating what your body can take in. So she stopped doing that. And I heard back from her within a month and, oh my God, I can't believe how good I feel. I, all my, I don't feel nauseous anymore. My gut problems, I'm like, oh good. You're having real food and you're, and you're um, like taking in different types of food. You're not having the same food over and over and over. What a simple solution. Yeah. It's crazy, like mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I was just listening to this, uh, uh, a doctor friend of mine, we get together one or a few weeks, a, a bunch of us. And, um, he was saying how he had this client and he had tons, he was a 26 year old male and he was in college and he had a lot of gut issues and then he'd been to doctor to doctor doctor and couldn't fit it out and he had diarrhea and constipation and he had GERD um, acid reflux and they needed all these skin issues and so um, they just told him go home and have some fruits and vegetables while we get the labs back make sure you're incorporating that he said within a week he felt better because he had not, hadn't had fruits or vegetables in seven years I couldn't believe that. <laughs> I'm like, what? How can you not have fruits? So his gut was just like all destroyed from not getting any nutrients, from not feeding the good gut
0: bugs. Wow. Well, In-N-Out Burgers seems to be doing extremely well right now. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they do have lettuce and tomato and onion, oh, so. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's like the reality is like, that's, you know, yeah. the, I... What, what I love what you said is like having people give you a three-day food journal to see yeah. what they're actually eating. Cause you know, the reality is in writing down what you actually put in your mouth. Like I've done programs before where, you know, you take certain things out, you go through these little like periods of time where like get rid of any processed foods and yada, yada, yada. And just realizing that every day at a certain time of the day, I was having like a handful of. This was a while back, but like a handful of M&Ms, like when I worked in an office, it'd be like two, three o'clock and it would be like, make the rounds and eat the snacks yeah. at every people's desks. Exactly. But once you're actually forced to write that down, yeah, you might not have opened a package, but you actually put that food in your mouth. It counts as having <laughs> <Yeah>. an impact.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yes. Writing it down, yeah, makes you actually see what you have been eating. True. Well,
0: I so love this cool. conversation too, because it's not about take things out because- you're trying to lose weight, which might be a thing, but it's like, take things out because the impact it's having on your body is horrendous. It's wreaking such havoc on your body that until you get to that point where you're, I don't know, maybe it's overweight or you're having all these stomach issues, but then it also just starts to, the bigger problems that you might've like weight, for instance, like start to solve themselves because of you're starting to just take care of yourself.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And food sensitivities, what I've been noticing in, in my practice are huge. Like a lot of people have, I'm starting to want to now test for food sensitivities because it's just so huge because everybody has, a lot of people have a, don't have good gut health just because of stress or especially what's going on right now. And just grabbing quick, simple stuff and eating out all the time and being in a rush and um, things like that. But food sensitivities are huge huge. And you, you should get rid of your food sensitivities um, or look at your food sensitivities and then heal the gut and stay away from those. And then you can come back to them hopefully eventually. Mm-hmm. So Steve, my husband, he would get headaches all the time. And I was like, God, what? let's do a food sensitivity test. So we did a food sensitivity test and it actually has um, chemicals on it that you may be, that you not may be sensitive to. So one of his was soy lecithin. And so whenever In he- everything. Yeah. It's in everything. So we started looking at the package and last night he, he stopped eating it. His headaches went away and then he had a headache last night. And I'm like, did you have soy less? <laughs> he said, yeah, I have these M&Ms at, at work that I just grabbed and started eating. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well that's, he's all, I know that's it. So it just, it gives him headaches and that's
0: actually a side effect of that soy less Wow. it. Wow. So it's but it's crazy. not for everybody. Like that doesn't affect it's everybody that, that way. Right? I can eat.
1: I can eat soy lecithin all the time and not get a headache. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's it's certain people. Yeah, his that's mom amazing. same thing. Yeah, and so is that where like when you asked, you said at the beginning about genetics and how like genetics plays out. Is it is there like that chance of food sensitivities being passed down, or is it just kind of what you've eaten a lot of or? It so it once again it all depends. depends. <laughs>
1: So he may be stressed out. Maybe his mom's not stressed out and then, or he's eating different types of foods and she's not eating that. So she feels better or she, and she's also a female. So she has hormones going on, um, different than what he has, but the genetics are, they're saying that, um, that science says that it's 10% genetics, 90% lifestyle. So you're, you're, husband or your father could have Parkinson's and you may not get Parkinson's because of your lifestyle because your lifestyle is different because you eat better and you exercise and you meditate. So that would be genetics are a point are a big part, portion of it. And you could look at nutrigenomics too, which is how nutrition affects your genome or your genetics. So if you have, for instance, there's a SNP, a single nucleotide polymorphism that actually causes a gene to act a certain way. Um, or the BRAC2 gene for uh, BRCA gene Mm -hmm. for breast cancer. So there's one called the MTHFR gene and um, everybody's looking at that right now. And I have people come to me, oh, I'm MTHFR, oh my God. No, that's one gene, it all interacts with one another. And so they take huge amounts of folate because it says you need to have more folate if you are homo, homo meaning your your gene isn't working as well um, as it should, you think. So you need more folate. Then they take tons of folate and then they have too much folate and it causes downstream reactions. And I see this all the time because of this. Everybody's just looking at this one. It's called, we call it the celebrity SNP. So, but we should be looking at B12 because B12 impacts, makes the folate turn the wheel and everything else downstream will work. So I think B12 should be the celebrity SNP and not MTHFR. So B12 is huge too, because a lot of people, if you're taking a proton pump inhibitor and you're decreasing your stomach acid, you're not going to take in as much B12. And the older you get, the less stomach acid you produce, or if you're stressed out, you're not going to produce as much stomach acid because you're running from that, that bear. And so um, you're not going to absorb B12. You have to have, you have to have stomach acid to absorb certain things like calcium, magnesium, iron, and zinc and protein. You have to have stomach acid for all the, and B12.
0: So the thing that's like coming to mind right now, as you're talking through all this stuff is, um, everybody needs to look at this part of their world, their, 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 yeah. Yeah. And all of the things that you brought up is like, um, genetics. Cause we can like, for instance, I just got new, I got like life insurance policy and, um, you know, they ask all these questions, like, did your mother have, your father have cancer or whatever? And it's yeah. like, well, that's only just a portion of it. They didn't ask me a thing about how much I exercise. They didn't ask me what I eat. Yep. yep. They don't ask me like what my life is actually like. They're just looking at that one thing. And it's so interesting that how, if 90% of our lifestyle impacts our health and it's only 10% genetic, then we need to like have a complete, like- mic drop moment with, I mean, we all know this is like our healthcare system is screwed up, but it's like, why is stuff like this not covered by like healthcare and insurance? Like I'm paying $1,100 a month out of pocket for my health insurance and stuff like this isn't covered, but it would make the world of difference on my life, my relationships, like whether I actually want to, you know, murder someone sometimes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's hopefully, um, hopefully, down the line, they're going to become more personalized and more preventative rather than just um, treat the disease
0: as you have it and just put a band aid on it. Um, yeah, like, like what prevent- you do, you said, like right at the beginning, it's like this is functional health, this is functional yes. nutrition. Yeah. So
1: traditional medicine too, if you look at it, they're all in branches. So there's cardio cardiology and there's dermatology and there's oncology and, uh, god what else is there there's there's so many different branches that you gynecology it, but with functional medicine or functional tri- or that approach it starts off with the roots of the tree and when you think about um the branches of the tree are how traditional medicine looks at it but we look at the roots like what's causing that and cuz everything affects everything else your heart doesn't work you can't take the heart out of the chest and expect the brain to work i mean cuz everything everything works Everything works synergistically, just like a piece of food. So if you extract, if you take a multivitamin or a vitamin and you say, oh, I'm going to take, um, I'm going to take vitamin A instead of taking, eating a carrot, a carrot has so many other things in it, like fiber, and it has the beta carotenes in it. And the vitamin A just has vitamin A. And so you can overdose on vitamin A because you're just giving your body a shot of that one particular component. But if you give it a food, it knows how to deal with that and break that down. Plus there's other synergistic qualities of that, that carrot that work together and prevent inflammation. And it's also needed for
0: the immune system. Um, So don't go to Costco and get vitamins just because all you're eating is in and out burger. (laughs) Exactly,
1: exactly. (laughs) Yes. Vitamin won't fix, uh, won't fix that. And half the time, those multivitamins don't even have enough stuff in it. So it's not even worth it. And it has cheap, cheap uh, kind. So there's B12. There's four different types of B12. There's hydroxycobalamin. Cobalamin is the cobalt molecule in the middle of B12. And there's uh, cobalamin, which your mitochondria uses. Hydroxycobalamin is what can get through into the cell, the B12 into the cell. And then there's methylcobalamin, which is methylated, which is what everybody's taking now. Um, and methyl groups can sometimes, if you have certain SNPs or genes that aren't working, make you feel anxious. And so it also contributes to other methyl groups in the body, which is not a good thing either. And then there's also cyanocobalamin, which is synthetic, and they make it in a lab and they attach a cyanide molecule because it's really cheap and stable to a cobalamin molecule. But when you take that in your body, which is what is found in a lot of the supplements, like you see at Rite Aid or CVS, your body has to spend energy to remove that cyanide molecule from the cobalamin and then the cyanide destroys the mitochondria. So you're also, You have to remove it, get it out of your body. And then you have the B12, but there has to go through so many processes to do that. So it's better just to take the type of B12 that works for you and not use a cyanocobalamin because that's just cheap, cheap, cheap B12. And it's not even found in nature. They made
0: it. Yeah, that's fascinating. I think about that. (laughs) from like, you know, just put a, again, it's like, put a bandaid on it. I'm just going to do this with my life. And then I'm going to take this thing. And then that's going to like make all the other issues I have. Yeah. I can just keep eating that. That's fine.
1: Yeah. And then you need another medication because you're getting side effects from this one. So let's give you another medication to help you with the side effects. And then that's going to give you side effects. So let's give you another medication to help with the side effect. It's just, yeah, we call it polypharmacy. So there's just, it's just, everybody's on like 10 or 12 different drugs. And then the doctors don't, aren't speaking to one another. I get this too. And um, for instance, my father was taking a medication and then he was getting a, um, he was getting really low. Heart, he, his heart rate was really low. So I was looking at his medications. I'm like, well, one, this one makes your heart rate low, but you're also taking a medication to decrease your heart rate for high blood pressure. So you're getting a double whammy. <laughs> so why didn't you go back to the doctor say, Hey, your heart rate. Cause he couldn't, he couldn't get enough. I'm like, Oh my God. So it's just, they don't talk to one another. The doctors just don't talk to one another. And so they're just giving medications because they're, they're different branches of the tree and they don't talk to one another.
0: Yeah. And just like what you said, like the functional medicine comes from the root cause of stuff yes. looking at it all. And then it sounds like, like the ideal system would be like, you have that coming from the bottom up and then the people at the top are talking to each other. There's like a team yeah. system happening. And it doesn't seem like, I'm, I mean, I'm not in the medical world, but at all. Um, but I have gone to the doctor when I you know, had a baby and it's like you, you get six minutes with the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, how, how is that even supposed to happen in today's like system that we have? And yet that's just like the thing that just keeps, and, and we've gone from not, not even being going to a doctor anymore, but just doing it, you know, virtually. And yeah,
1: Yeah.
0: there's just, you know, you've done all the zoom stuff and everybody's done all the zoom stuff. And I've been teaching yoga on zoom. And it's like, there's just so much lost when you're not with a person like the body language that you don't see or their eyes dilating as well, because you can't, you're not that close or you're not looking and um, yeah. the color of their skin changing just with like how much their body temperature is going up from them being nervous. Cause they're actually lying to you or something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or they stop breathing.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's changed. Times have changed.
0: What are the other things you brought up the eating fruits and vegetables and like the diverse, the diverse plate. What are any other, like do these things please?
1: So another huge one that I'm starting to focus on more because I focus on gut health. That's also involved in detoxification and getting um, chemicals and things out of your body, medications, um, things like that. So the second thing I would say is, um, Take a, take a look around and get rid of anything that's toxic. Um, plastics, so for instance, the biggest thing, the number one thing I think it was plastic is everything is in plastic. You go to the grocery store and there's salad wrapped in plastic and there's uh, everything. They even have hot containers with plastic in it or chicken rotisserie in plastic. So that all has compounds in it that our body is, that's foreign to our body and we have a really hard time breaking that down. So staying away from those Because that helps fill that glass of water up even more, and it finally flows over. Then there's um, arsenic and lead and mercury. So if you're eating a lot of swordfish, I had a client and we did a organic acids test on him. It is mercury. We're looking at his toxin levels and his ability to detox. And it was oh so high. And I was like, well, what are you are you eating fish? What do what type of? Well, I have swordfish every Sunday. My okay. Well, that's a that's a that's a fish that would have a lot of mercury in it. And mercury affects the brain. It affects the heart. It gets into the mitochondria. So you want to be able to detox. And the more, the more you stay away and avoid those things, the healthier you're going to be. And we're going to see more and more of that. So toxins, so staying away from toxins. So looking at what's toxic, like makeup, large amounts of our certain makeup brands have um, parabens in them or phthalates or something like that, that are going to affect our estrogen and our It becomes xenoestrogens in the body and they mimic estrogen and then you get estrogen dominance and then you have fibroids and then you, you know, have endometriosis. So all of these toxins in the environment, like perfumes and cleaning supplies and uh, things like that, even shower curtains, if the hot water hits the shower curtain, uh, chemicals are are released into the hot water and also coffee cups. So everybody's going to Starbucks. This is a huge one, too. And if you just take off that plastic coffee cover when you go, then you're going to be fine. But that coffee lid is made of BPA or BPS because they say BPA free now and then they come out with BPS, which is supposedly even worse for you. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> So once that heat hits the plastic, then you get it in, then you get it into your body. So you want to take that lid off. It's the heat that does it. So if you're having plastic water bottles, if you grab like a, a crystal geyser water bottle and you have in your car and it's hot in there, that plastic and that BPA is going to leach into the water. And also it's been found to lower men's testosterone levels. So there's a lot of uh, testosterone, there's a lot of uh a lot of studies coming out now about how men have lower lower sperm counts plastic and plastic and and pesticides also is one of them. So they've been finding frogs. This has been for a while now um, that they male frogs and they have like female and and male parts or they have no sperm because of the pesticide. So it's all these toxins and there's food colors and there's soy lecithin. You know, there's just all these compounds that our body was never meant to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so staying away from those is would be a huge huge help.
0: Yeah. And just as we were getting on the call, you were, you had headphones on that had like a thing. Talk about that.
1: Oh um, yeah. So I've been just being in this world. I hear about all these things. So I have these, like these blue light blocking glasses and um, I have these headphones uh, that's supposed to protect you from the radiation going into your, into your brain. Cause it hasn't been studied what that's doing to your brain. And um, since we, we are made of a bunch of electrical impulses, hence the electrolytes that we take in. We wanna, I wanna make sure that I don't disrupt any of that. And I wanna be as healthy as I can because I wanna have a quality of life, not quantity. And so well, will actually probably both, but more quality. And so the headphones help prevent the radiation from going into the, into the brain. Okay. They're by safe sleeve. So I also have a safe sleeve that goes over my phone to prevent the radiation from going out <laughs> yeah.
0: no someone had told me once um, a couple things were you know like not it was not once but recently like turning your Wi-Fi off at night when you're going to yes. sleep and putting your phone on airplane mode and even I don't know what um, crystal or rocket is but it's like putting that actually on your Wi-Fi box yes. energetically and it's you know, I when I first got into yoga, it was like you know you you know me for a while, but it's like let's just do the practice, let's crush it. You know, like same thing with like triathlon. I just love all that stuff, and I always shied away from all the other things that were at the root of stuff. Like, I mean, in yoga we call it woo woo, like the woo woo things, like the crystals and the rocks and the Wi Fi and the stuff. And it's like, well, some of these things, like you're saying, they haven't been studied before. We don't know how they're actually impacting our lives. Like, yeah. you know, at one point in time, we thought cigarettes were healthy for us, and then we're all, you know, people are smoking yeah. on airplanes, and then now look at things.
1: Yeah, I know it's it's crazy. Yeah, so some people like it's the EMFs that are coming out of the Wi-Fi, but some people aren't affected by that. But really, really sick people, like Lyme and mold people, that are really sick, they're completely affected by that. In fact, here in town too, we have a fireman friend, and he said that there are some firemen. There was a firehouse. And they were building this huge antenna right near it and a lot of them couldn't sleep and they thought god why can't we sleep and they thought maybe it's the antenna so they moved the antenna and they were able to sleep again wow so they were affected by the emfs by that and some people aren't like i don't think i'm that affected by it but i still want to you know you just don't know and i want to be careful plus yeah plus i like the headphones and the little cell phone carrying case if it drops it's protected so
0: (laughs) Yeah. So. But I love that at the beginning, you know, you talked about just it, like, it's, it's about asking the questions and with a person that comes in to see you, like, what are you noticing? What are you aware of? Are you, you know, whether it's how you're going to the bathroom, how you're sleeping. Um, and if we're not asking those questions and we're just walking through life, like, oh, things are fine at some point, what you yeah. described, I love that in- imagery of like the, the cup's going to runneth over. In like the, in and not the good way, not like with money pouring out of the cup. It's like just disease and issues and, um, and and not even like internal stuff, but just like the external stuff, like our relationships are affected. Like people are getting divorced because they're stressed out and they can't handle life as it's happening. And so then all of a sudden you're taking it out on the person that's around you when all you really needed to do is change what you're eating.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that has a huge effect on it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah.
0: And when is there get- any other is there any other things that you like? You know, those things that you mentioned, like taking the toxins out, adding fruits and vegetables, like multi diversity of, of your plate. What else? Anything else that are like the big hitters? That if someone wasn't going to work with you, you'd be like, do these things. I'd
1: say probably lifestyle um, that incorporates the nutrition and the the toxins, but lifestyle is huge. So like getting, make sure you're getting enough sleep, um, making sure that you're exercising, making sure that you're de-stressing like meditation. I try to meditate every day or I do, um, or, or breathing like a four, seven, eight breath where you take in for four seconds and then you hold for seven and then you breathe out for eight seconds. I mean, there's all, there's all these different types of deep breathing because a lot of us need oxygen. If we're, if we're, a lot of us are sitting during the day and our shoulders are slunched over. Yeah, exactly. Slumped over, and then we're uh, we're not up straight. Then we're not getting enough oxygen to feed to get into the brain and to deliver um, nutrients to the rest of
0: the body. So oxygen is huge too. So that's well, even just life. like like we're all we have we're all covered with masks. masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've noticed, I don't like wearing masks. I don't like to go out where I have to wear masks most of the time, so that I can <laughs> breathe, so that I can just breathe how I want to breathe. Because yeah, I notice yeah. that when I'm out, I start to do these shallow breaths because I'm, I don't want the mask to get like sucked into my nose and I know yeah. they make all different kinds, but I'm also yeah. like, I just get really aware of it. And then it's that extra piece of the puzzle of being out wearing a mask where it's coming into my nose that I'm starting to get like stressed because I'm not getting enough air in my body oxygen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oxygen is huge too. So if you have sleep apnea, you're not getting enough oxygen in your body. You're not, the brain needs oxygen. Um, so I just got the lifestyle component, like all of that. And when they come to see me, they think it's all about nutrition, but it's not. It's, there's so many other components that play and, and that's the functional medicine approach where it's all about, I'm starting to see more and more of the functional medicine take a turn into lifestyle. It was nutrition they were focusing on and now they're taking more. they're taking more of a lifestyle approach, meaning exercise, sleep, stress things like that.
0: Yeah. Looking at the whole thing. Like you the have to have picture. all these. Yeah. Yeah. They're actually saying in that, place.
1: Yeah. They're actually saying that the year 2021 is the year of de-stressing because of obviously COVID. Um, but that's what everybody, people should be focusing on. So there's gonna be a lot of stress disorders come out like maybe this year, late this year or next year. So a lot of anxiety, a lot of, you know, things like that, sleeping, more sleeping issues. Um, like you said, divorces and then just dealing with the stress, like of a divorce and death, that's huge too. Yeah. So stress, yeah. Stress is huge and you don't even realize it's affecting you, but it, but it does.
0: Yeah. I had, I'll just share as I had like a definite, like rock bottom moment at once where my, I might've even shared on this on the podcast before, but my, um, I just like lost it. And my sister was visiting. My husband was here and Reese, my daughter was just like, not doing any of the things I wanted her to do. She's three. She's not going to, and (laughs) I just like got to the point where that was like my cup run, ran over and I, um, lost it. And my sister and Jason were both like, Adrian leave, go for a walk, get out of the house, do whatever you need to do. And I went and I was like, Holy moly, I can't keep operating like this. I can't keep operating as though like everything is fine. And that like, and it was like a moment where I was actually glad that it was witnessed by other people. Not, not all the times that happens. And I was like, no, I'm like, actually need some support here. Like I, I need to, you know, like have a housekeeper, like that comes and cleans my house every other week. So they don't have to spend the time doing that. And I can actually spend that two hours going out for a walk. Or being outside, or doing reading a book, or breathing, or petting my dog, and not washing exactly. dishes. Exactly. And, yeah. And I think um, I love I love hearing you talk about all this stuff because I don't, I haven't like talked to you in like deep dive about you know what you do, but I think it's just so important and um, you know covering all these bases. What you exactly what you said at the end here was just like it's not about nutrition, it is, and it's not everything. So when you're seeing someone, it's like, I want you to go home and take a bath Yes, in a while.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Or uh, get a massage. Like you deserve it. I had a client that's what came to me for cardiovascular issues and her cholesterol was really high. And then all these other things were going on and she had some gut issues. And then she, she started eating right. The gut issues went away and then she's getting a massage and her stress is uh, decreasing. She's doing the four, seven, eight breath. I'm like, Oh my God, finally you're taking care of yourself like spend that money and take it, put it, you've been working hard for it. So use it for you. And so she's feeling so much
0: better. And I know I get a massage like twice a
1: month just to
0: take care of yourself. Like that's the most important thing is like, we can't take care. I say this all the time when I teach is like, we can't take care of others. If we're not taking care of ourselves, because at some point, like the ball is going to drop and you're going to lose it. If you don't take that time, like it's however it is, that's going to be the best kind of s- solution for yourself. Yeah. And if you take care of yourself, you,
1: you probably will not be spending time in the hospital as you go or you'll be out having fun and you won't be taking tons of medications that are having side effects and making you feel worse or spending a lot of money on medications because medications are expensive. I know there's uh God, this older guy I knew he was, he was trying to get a medication. He didn't have insurances an $800 a month just for the one medication. I thought, oh, my God, you know, if you just take care of yourself and you just spend the money now on organics. And if you start slow and get rid of all those tox, those toxins in your just start slow, um, you know, the next time you you run out of your Windex, go get some natural uh, cleaner or something like that. Or use vinegar and water, or use newspaper, you know, to clean the window. So even and then you save more money, too. Yeah. So not by even if we're all eating out or we used to all eat out and we haven't been eating out we've been saving more money eating home and we get to cook what we like to eat and we know there's it's it's organic.
0: Yeah, and and then here where we live in Santa Barbara it's like you can get really good love-filled organic foods from so many restaurants. Yeah.
1: You can, you can. And they will
0: tell you exactly what's in all of them and they're used to it, (laughs) which is the best part. That's what you want.
1: That's exactly what you want. So that, yeah, exactly. The toxin piece. So just, yeah, be aware of the toxin. And also the farmer's market is a great, oh, it's so good to go. Cause then you learn what's in season and your body actually cherries come out, Bing cherries come out in the summer because it has a lot of melatonin in it. So it's to help you get to sleep on those long summer days. So mother nature is telling you what to eat. Mm. It's giving you more fruit during the summer because you're more active and giving you it, giving you that sweet sugar because you, you can, you're going to burn it off. And also the cherries come out to give you melatonin because it's a longer day. So yeah, if you go to the farmer's market, you learn what's in season. That's great.
0: Can I go through a couple, um, it's kind of like a get to know you at the end of this all like little rapid fire questions. Okay. Okay. Nothing scary. <laughs> I promise. All right. Okay. So okay. you are, um, do you have any books that you're reading right now that are, um, that you love? Yeah. So, uh,
1: when it could he- be audio
0: or reading actually with your eyeballs.
1: Yeah. I have a couple. Um, what the heck should I eat by Mark Hyman. Mark Hyman? Uh, there's one Dale Bredesen. Oh, let me look it up. Um, the end of Alzheimer's. I don't know if I. For some reason, I'm just scared that I'm going to get Alzheimer's. <laughs> Even my husband, Steve, is all God. Why are you so freaked out? are in your family? No, but you never know. So, because I just don't want to go through that. Because I hear about these stories of people. It just it's so sad. Um. So, end of Alzheimer's by Dale Bredis. and he talks about nutrition there, and he talks about toxins. Okay. Toxins are huge, especially like mold and lime and things that you don't even see and don't know about. And then, um, there's this one business book traction. Oh, I like
0: that one. Mm -hmm. You read that. Yeah. There's two tractions though. So there's one that I got the first time, which was not the book. And it was like from, I'll just tell you this funny story. It was like from like 2000 something. And it was like talking about email marketing, like dinosaur times compared to where we are now. And then there's another traction I'll put it in the show notes for like, which one I think you're referring to Dan Sullivan. Yeah. That's okay. who it's
1: by get a grip on your business. So there's yeah. specific, I think there's like several different traction books. A friend gave it to me. Um, and there's one for entrepreneurs and that's the one I'm
0: reading. Okay. Um, a word, if you have one word that you're living by right now, what is it?
1: Peace or happiness? <laughs> I know that's two.
0: Okay, <laughs> It changes. They kind of go together. In your peace yeah. yeah exactly. You know. Yeah. Peace um, and advice that you got from a woman in your life. I don't know.
1: I have one from a male. Sure, go for it. Um, don't ever go to bed angry. My dad said that to me on my wedding day, so that sticks in my mind.
0: <laughs> have you lived by it? Yeah. 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 Uh huh.
1: And trust me, there's been times when I I've tried. I almost went to bed angry.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I can relate. Like I have so many moments where I remember like I can still think of like times where I'm laying in my bed and I'm like feeling like I'm getting chased by a bear to go back to that. Yeah. So mad. Just so mad. (laughs) Not a good place
1: to go to bed. No, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah. What's your favorite snack? Lately, it's been like a a rice cake with sunflower butter on it and a little bit of salt.
0: (laughs) I've been you eat, salt. You eat peanut butter and almond butter. Or? Yeah. I switch it up. So it's good to switch it up. Like I said,
1: diversity. Yeah. Cause there's different components in different, different foods. So if you go to the store and you're getting the same red, delicious apples, mix it up, go get Green, granny Smith and go get um, envy and go get all the other different types of apples. That's great.
0: Um, what would you tell the younger version of yourself?
1: You're going to live in a house of mold, so don't go do it. <laughs> That's probably what I tell. now. Um, The younger version of myself, I'd say no matter wherever you are, wherever you go, there you are. Somebody told me this one time. So wherever you go, there you are. You cannot run from your troubles. So even if you go and move and you move all around, you're still going to be who you are and you're still going to be with yourself and you're still going to be yourself. So you need to
0: fix what's inside. Awesome. That's good advice. Thanks for doing this, Chris. This is great. Oh, thank you. That was fun. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation about digestive health and detoxing. And it led us to go on a bike ride together, actually. And Chris is going to be presenting a four-week program at the yoga studio that I own, Power of Your Own beginning on April 7th. So what that looks like is every Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, she will be presenting information about detoxing. Each week is a different topic around detoxing and more information on this can be found on our website, powerofyourhome.com. And I encourage you to sign up for the program if there was any part, even one small part of this conversation that lit up an interest in you. See you soon.